0: and binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hello, friends. Welcome back to campus here at Trade Show University. This is the podcast where you know you're going to continue to get cool and innovative results and solutions for your problems. And this is a topic that we have not had on yet. And that is, we're going to be talking today all about email marketing. And the thing I love most about email marketing, I learned this a few years ago, listening to Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. And he talked all about, the, the frustrations with social media, which I've been having, and I know a lot of people have just huge frustrations with social media, and that is one day you're going to get huge engagement and a lot of reactions, and the next day you just don't, and you have no idea why. But email, email is something you can control. You know that it delivers to to the people. You know that at a very high percentage, and so I am super excited to have on today today Uh, Liz Wilcox, who is the fresh princess of email marketing. I'm a huge fan of hers and and all that she does, but she is an email strategist. She's a keynote speaker, and she shows small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic, and then turn it into emails that people really want to read and most importantly, purchase from. Liz, welcome to Trade Show University. It's a pleasure to have you on here.
1: I am so excited. Thank you for having me. And that was a great intro. I wonder who wrote that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It was. <laughs> oh, somebody just,
1: hire her. Step.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I, I am a, I'm a fan of Liz's work. She is probably the one of the most common sense email marketing a, approaches that I've ever come across and it it just works it just flat out works and so I'm excited to pick her brain and have her share some of her wisdom around email marketing and I know she's got very specific frameworks that that I know that work that she's tested and they work and I know one of them is called the email staircase framework so let's start there let's start there tell us about your email staircase framework
1: yeah so what you first have to know is I didn't start off as a marketer or anybody who knew anything about, you know, business. I was studying, I actually have a master's degree in educational leadership. I wanted to, you know, own my own school one day and, you know, then I had a child and I thought, hmm, I think I can figure out this business thing so I can stay home and, you know, not stress about being an educator. And, you know, jokes on me as business owners, I think we're all laughing thinking, oh yeah, you think you think that's going to be easier than being a teacher. But when I started off as an RV travel blogger, and I love that Jim said, this is common sense because Y'all, I did not have any money to take any large, you know, digital marketing courses, hire a mentor, none of that. And so this really came from, the framework really came from, I don't have a lot of time. I was living in an RV. I don't know if you've ever been in one. They're pretty small and they usually live in the woods. If you've ever been to the woods, you can imagine what kind of Wi-Fi, internet solution i was working with and so i really had to come up with this common sense no nonsense approach and what i came up with was the email staircase first you have a follower right we could spend all day you know talking about list building strategies you can google some but really once you get them on your list once you get those followers on your list turn them into a friend and then once you have a list full of friends you have a list full of customers. So follower, friend, customer. Because you can ask your friends, hey, I know you keep talking about X, Y, and Z. So I created X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, if you're in the gift business, right? And, you know, everybody at a trade show, oh, I wish you had da-da-da-da. What are you going to go home and create? Da-da-da, right? You're going to go back to the team. Oh my gosh, everybody was talking about da-da-da. Why don't we have that? And somebody's going to be on that. That's going to be a task in their management tool the next day, right? To research that. When you have your email list, you have that every day. You have that one-on-one connection. You don't need you know, a trade show every day, you have that connection with the people that consented to hear from you. So you can ask those questions, you can get that feedback and you can either create something new, create new sales messages around what your subscribers are talking about or tweak your current offers and products so that they make sense for your audience.
0: So you see the the, the natural progression of communicating using email to take them from one step to the next. And and like Liz said, you know, using your trade shows to listen in to figure out what you're gonna what are you going to create next and what are you going to communicate about next. Let's, let's go back to or something you mentioned about a list, having that list. So I know that the people that are listening here, they have a variety of sizes of lists. Some of them are just getting started out. They have no real list to, to speak of. And then others may have a very, very robust list that they've been building for years and years and years. But let's talk first with those that either they have no list or they have a small list and they just want to grow the list. Any Any techniques or strategies around the list building that you would you would want to throw out there.
1: Yeah. Of course, you know, the typical if you're going to a show, either, you know, just visiting or, you know, as a vendor yourself, you can collect email addresses manually. Hey, I want to connect further or can I give you more information about this? We've all seen that. That's the pretty typical thing. But really to increase that conversion, you want to offer something in return. And don't fall into the trap of, oh, I'm going to give away a $100 gift card because everybody and their mother is going to sign up for that. You can't have that list full of friends, list full of customers with everybody and their mother. You need that very targeted audience who wants your thing, right? And so coming up with an incentive, if you're going to do a giveaway, because I think giveaways are great, coming up with that very specific, I know, My exact target market needs this. I'm going to give one away, two away, whatever. You don't want to do an iPad. Everybody wants an iPad. (laughs) If you're in aerospace, you don't need everybody's email, right? You just need that one, guys. So thinking of that one guy, that one target market, what would they, if they came to your booth or they met you, oh my gosh, I got to have that. I got to enter that giveaway. Like that needs to be, that needs to happen, right? What, think about that experience because I think giveaways, especially at shows are great but everybody and their mother is going to be doing them and, you know, we don't want to get lost in the shuffle we want when they get their emails. Oh, yeah, I didn't win the iPad. Who is this? Why did I sign up for that? We want. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that was Jim. I remember their booth. I remember really needing this. If I guess, you know, if you're a plumber, I, I really wanted access to, you know, that copper piping, whatever. I'm obviously not a plumber. Yeah, I'm coming up with these off the cuff. Right. <laughs> but, you know, that one thing your people really, really need. So. You can also incentivize them by telling them they're going to get exclusive access, right? Don't just, oh, sign up to get a discount. Sign up and you'll get exclusive access when we run sales, right? That's a different mindset. If I'm signing up for a coupon, I'm just going to use the coupon. I'm going to get out of there. But we don't want to set that precedent that every time they buy, they should expect a discount. But you can say you're going to get access to exclusive discounts, first looks. You're going to even getting them in on that getting those people that are really, I mean, they're at a trade show. This is obviously, you know, part, a big part of their life. So getting them to, you know, you're going to be in on it as we create X, Y, Z, or, you know, that's going to get them excited. And that's what I do with my email list. I don't even sell a physical product. I say, Hey, what do you guys think? I want to do X, Y, Z. And people, when you create the friends on the list, they love that. Oh yeah, Liz, I would love for you to do a list building challenge or no, no, I need help with my welcome sequence. They love getting in on that. So when you'd say like you're going to be part of the team for those right people, those people that are, have the capability to turn into friends, they're going to be all about that. Oh yeah, I would love to have a voice in the plumbing industry. I'm going to join this list because they say, I'm going to be able to help them do X, Y, Z, you know, shape the future of this technology, right? If you're a software or something like that, that I, w- I would geek out. Oh, I'm going to help shape the future of the plumbing <laughs> industry. How, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sign me up. I'm, I'm ready because I have a lot to say, right? I have a lot of grievances, you know, a lot of gears that are ground down. So that those are great ways to list build at the show. You can, of course, if you have, Money, you can always run Facebook ads or something like that, you know, and just how can you make it? Remember, you know, think back to when that that one individual, we all have that one guy that we remember that we met at the show. He was totally geeked out about our stuff. He was really excited. He became one of our best customers. How can you create an ad or some kind of opt-in incentive that is going to, make that person, oh yeah, that's exactly what I need. When they land on your page, I've landed in the right space, right? I landed on this page for a reason. So when you come up with your incentives, when you come up with your advertising or your social media content, or you get on a podcast like this, what are those conversations? What is that copywriting that is really going to attract that ideal person?
0: And that's what you really want. You want them to to come back and and relive the experience they had with you at the show, so that and and go. This person understands. This company gets what I need. And and then now they're they're elevating themselves into that friend status and hopefully raving fan at some point down the road. Now, for for the companies that are out there that that maybe have a, a smaller list. What would you recommend as far as when should they start? When should they start emailing their their people, whether that's a newsletter or something else? Should should they wait till they have a, a list of a certain size or start right away? What what would your recommendations be there?
1: Never wait. Never <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, there's some Disney movie says that I'm sure never. <laughs> just go for it. Immediately when they sign up, they should be receiving some sort of welcome email or welcome sequence that tells them exactly, you know, who you are, who the company is, why they signed up, a reminder, hey, here's that freebie you signed up for or, you know, hey, you just signed up during this trade show, whatever, right? And then walk them through a little bit of the personality of the company because I know your company has a personality. I know there's some kind of brand voice. If you don't have one, you know, put it on the to-do list. You need to spend at least 20 minutes with a colleague talking about, you know, how do we represent the brand, right? So share that in the welcome sequence. Share that in the first few emails you send out. Share your vision for those people, right? I want X for you. If there, this is... Trade show university. If I'm walking across trade show university, what is the degree Jim is handing me? Right? Jim, I'm sure you can answer that. You want your people to, I'm putting them on the spot.
0: Yeah. Well, they want to, we want them to get their PhD in ROI.
1: Oh, amen. Okay. So as far as it goes for trade shows, right? right so what right. is your vision for people? If you are a gift business, what is that vision? You want your clients to wow their clients or something like that. If you're a crafter uh, and you make like I'm wearing a hand knit hat today, you want people to express their unique style, right? Share that in the welcome sequence. This is what I want for you. This is the bus you just got on. And this is, you know, we're driving to this town, right? Right. So for me, mine is make money with email. I don't care about your social media. I don't care, you know, about, I mean, I just shared brand voice, but I'm not going to teach you that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All I care about is your email marketing. And, you know, this is the bus you just got on. We're going to email town, right? So think of it that way or the university way, whichever one makes sense for your brain. And then share a bit of your values, And this might be the red flag coming up. What, Liz, I'm not sending out a press release every time something happens. That's not what I'm talking about. But there are certain values, certain principles that guide your brand and make you different than other brands, right? And so one of mine is affordability. Another one of mine is, you know, we make mistakes around here. That's a value because you're going, especially with email, oh my gosh, I accidentally sent five emails to 2,000 people today in a span of like five minutes. So, you know, we've embraced mistakes around here. <laughs> so I share that in my welcome sequence so people know, you know, as I say this in a joking way, but Liz Wilcox is only semi-pro when it comes to the tech, right? And I want people to know that because there are certain people that want a different level of professionalism or, you know need more help with the tech than the content, right? And so that's going to tell them right up front. So what are the values? What are the principles that drive the way you do business? And this works really well for small businesses. And if you're a larger business, you should already have these your mission and values statement. So just putting that in the forefront helps people, oh, yes, I'm in the right place. I'm aligned. At Trade Show University. That's exactly the vibe, the energy, the the type of people I want to work with. And that's the type of learning I want to do. And it's going to also repel some people. Again, we're trying to follow our friend, customer. If they're not going to be our friend, if they're not going to jive with a little bit of brand personality, some values, if they're not on the bus with us, we want them to unsubscribe quickly because they're not going to be customers. Y'all, we pay for our lists. Like, I don't know how much you pay, maybe yours is newer, and it's not a lot. But as you grow, which you should, it's going to become more expensive. So we don't want those people on our list that are never going to open, not click, not purchase, not become a repeat customer, right? We want the people that are really aligned with how we do business and how we represent ourselves and our company. And so, you know, putting this all in the welcome sequence is essential.
0: This is so just such great stuff. I, I love adding that personality because every every company has one. If you don't have a brand, if you don't have that feeling that people get when they they're doing business with you, you've got to figure that out. You got to stop, press stop, <laughs> wait, go back, and really put your, yourself and your team through that the the paces of going. What is it that? Why do customers do business with us? What, if, what is the feeling that they get? I don't know why this turned into a thing about branding, but you've got to get that locked in so that your emails can be even more effective. And, and I really appreciate that you said about that worrying about people unsubscribing because you don't, the ones that don't, that they don't jive with you, they're not going to be your customers. They're going to unsubscribe. Don't worry about it. I used to be at the at the point where, oh my gosh, my, my list went down by one and I felt it was the end of the world. You know, who would unsubscribe? Who is it? And I'm like looking to figure it out. Is it somebody I know? Is it?
1: Can I don't, Google uh, them?
0: <laughs> yes. Don't, it don't. would it be
1: inappropriate to email and ask why.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah it,
1: you know, and I know we're all professionals here and, but email can feel emotional. It can't, oh gosh, I've got to send this one email to 20 people or 100 people. Maybe it's triggering because of corporate, right? When you're in corporate, it's like, oh gosh, this email has to be perfect and you know, kind regards and all of this. <laughs> so it can feel really emotional when someone unsubscribes, especially if you went to the trade show, you did all the things Liz told you to do. And, you know, it was work. And now you have this list and now it's like minus 10 or minus one or minus 100, whatever. But at the end of the day, what Jim said is so true. You know, you've got to remember, you know, that question, you've got to find that answer of why do people do business with us? And how can we put that more in the forefront of not just our emails, but everything? Y'all, I, I went and saw, I have an eight-year-old. I went and saw Super Mario Brothers with her yesterday. And the opening scene are the Mario Brothers, you know, they're plumbers. hence That's probably why I keep bringing up plumbing. <laughs> and they have this commercial. And, you know, they're being super Italian, thick Brooklyn Italian accent, super cheesy and corny. And, you know, everyone's making fun of them. And then they're wearing white gloves. And their dad says, what's with the gloves? And he's like, you got to have you got to have a signature look for your business. And I was like, that's, this is branding 101 right here. (sighs) And even a plumbing business can have a little personality, right? So thinking about even when you go to the trade shows, what personality, what are you bringing to the table that attracts those right people? And maybe that's part of the little bit of personality you can bring into your emails.
0: That's great stuff, and and on the flip side of that is who do you want to do business with? Who are your ideal customers that you want to work with? And maybe you you try to talk to that person in their messaging. Like for example, I'm I'm in a I'm on an email list from a business coach who is very I don't want to say abrasive. He's just very bold, and so those are the kind of people that he wants to talk with. So if you're not that kind of person, or you get turned off by that he doesn't care if you if you unsubscribe but he the people that will stay subscribed are the people that are going to be endeared to him and so you need to think about that as well about who is it that you want to you want to do business with and make sure that that goes into your branding and your communication style as well so yeah is,
1: i've got I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. (laughs) Please have at it. Speaking of bold and a little brazen, what I wanted to say about the content of the emails—think about because if you, I know this personality, especially with people who have local businesses or sell physical products or work one-on-one with clients, it can feel like they don't really need that. Like I can just, you know, here's the next iteration of my software, or here is what's on sale this this week um, in the shop. But we all get those emails. Go look at your Gmail or Outlook right now. How many unread emails do you have? I'm going to bet that most of them come from people or come from senders, companies that don't insert personality into their emails. It's like, oh, like, you know, if you sign up for the NFL email list because you want to get a coupon and then they just blast you every other day with jerseys. If the CEO of one of those teams put a little personal update, like I don't need I don't know why I'm going with football, but like, hey, you know, Joe Blow from Cincinnati Browns here. Really excited that our our new line of jerseys is up for sale. Talk to you later. Oh my Goodness, the conversion rate on that versus just hey, this is what's on sale this week is going to go through the roof. And of course, we don't have NFL visibility, but if you or you know, someone on your team is saying, you know, hey, this is Jim from Trade Show University versus just this is Trade Show University, it makes such a big difference. We live in a market now where people want to buy from other people. People want to know the humans behind the business. And so I think you're doing a disservice if you don't take a little bit of time to sort out, yeah, what is my brand personality? And how can I, you know, put just a short two to three sentences in every email to showcase the humans behind the brand?
0: So, so good. So good. We buy from. We buy from humans. We're humans. We buy from humans. We sell to humans. Even if it's, if we consider, well, we're business to business or anything like that, it's, it's human to human at the end of the day. So make sure you are adding that in because it is, it's going to be a huge game changer and and a differentiator for you in your business. One thing I wanted to have you kind of expand on is something you've mentioned a few times and I'm guessing there may be a couple of people that don't understand exactly what it is. And that is welcome sequence. Can you tell people what is a welcome sequence and and we'll start there. What's a welcome sequence? <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's just that auto responder. When I sign up for Jim's list, he should send out automatically a series of emails that showcase that personality vision values all that stuff we talked about. And it's just a way, like we said, follower to friend. It's warming up that friendship. It's starting that friendship. It's sharing hey, these are the, you know, this is the thing that I said I would give you if you've got some sort of lead magnet. Oh, by the way, you know, I'm Jim, da-da-da-da-da, right? A little bit of personality. You share some of your best content. So if if you do have content, like a podcast or something, you could share that. Or you could just talk about excuse me, you know, the quality of your products or what sets you apart, etc. And then the third email, you can set expectations. And this is what's most important. It's the same. You're listening to a podcast right now. You know, Jim did an intro. Hey, this is what we're going to talk about today. This is Liz. This is why I think you should listen to Liz, right? He set the expectations for the episode. You're going to do that in your email. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to email you once a month, twice a week, you know, whatever is true, sporadically, whatever's true, right? (laughs) We just need to set that expectation. I'm going to offer you free and paid products, or if it's just, you know, if it's just paid products, I'm going to showcase our offers every single week so you can make the best decision for you. And then if you have other content areas you're trying to grow, you could put them there as well. If your company has a Facebook group for users, you could put it there. If you have, you know, a social media account, you know, you and your team love to do fun TikToks, this is the place to put it. Things like that. It's just setting the expectations of what it means to be on the email list and part of this community and company.
0: Thank you so much for for explaining that a little bit more. Is, Is there something that in all that you do that can help people with that, that uh, putting together that launch sequence or that welcome sequence?
1: Yeah, of course. So if this is hard for you to conceptualize, you can go directly to LizWilcox.com. In the top right-hand corner, there's a hot pink button. You can't miss it. You get an entire welcome sequence already written for you. All that personality, vision value, all that blue blah, blah I was just talking about, it's already written for you. You can fill in the blank. It's like Mad Libs. You're also going to get three newsletter examples. So it's like, what what happens after the welcome sequence, Liz? What do I do then? You get some newsletter samples as well. And because I know writing from scratch sucks, I want to give you 52 subject lines. You can get that for free too.
0: 52 subject lines. Wow. Though that, that takes care of a year's worth of content for, for a lot of people. Yeah.
1: I mean, writing, I get it. Writing from scratch. You didn't get into business to be a writer, but unfortunately business requires a lot of writing, right? So I'm good at it. Just let me do it for you. LizWilcox.com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. So subject lines really do matter. Uh, how, how much do they matter?
1: This is a great question. And this is why I you know, going back to the email staircase, follower, friend, customer. It really is about from the sender first. The subject line is secondary to the sender. So when you see Jim from Trade Show University pop up, you want to know who Jim is, right? You're looking at that first, right? When we are skimming, our, I'm picking up my phone. When we're skimming our Gmail, it's like, I'm looking for something that I want to look at, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like social media where it's feeding us what we think we want to see. We, you know, blindlessly like, oh, like, 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 comment, emoji. It's very different. It's an active way of searching. And I'm searching for a name I actually want to see. Like, I just opened mine and I'm like, PayPal, PayPal, PayPal. Oh, Megan emailed me. What am I opening first? Probably Megan's because I know Megan, right? And so we want to make sure, and that's why I talk about that welcome sequence. You can do it really, really well to get people, oh, you know, that's Mario from Super Mario Brothers. I'm going to open that first. I know Mario. He's They have this silly brand, right, versus, oh, that's my light bill. I know I don't need to open that till next week. And then the subject line comes secondary. Of course, again, I'm scrolling. Oh, I see Megan, but oh. I see my bank statement too. I wonder how much money I have. Then I'm kind of looking, you know, Megan said, if Megan's subject line said urgent, I would open that one first. So again, the the sender is most important. That's why I emphasize turn these people into friends. But the subject line is secondary and still important and can be the deciding factor whether or not somebody opens your email immediately.
0: I never thought of it that way, but that is so true. That is so true. How I look through, through my email, email inbox and you got to, if, if you need to take people from follower to friend, So that they are looking for yours because at the beginning that they may not remember who exactly you are. They remember maybe signing up for your newsletter, but, Oh yeah, I forgot the person's name. So you need to make sure that you get them to that friend status. Absolutely. (laughs) And y'all,
1: I, I told you, I messed up a bunch of my automations and one of the mess ups was I forgot to put a subject line in my sequence. And so it said, write a compelling subject line. And I sent that to two thousand people, and so, but most people, those two thousand people, were customers, and and that's that's the final step of the staircase, right? And so I got hundreds of emails back. Oh, Liz, this is so funny! You forgot da 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 da. <laughs> I'm like, it's not funny. I feel like a an idiot. Can I say that, you know, I, I feel like a doofus. But thank you so much for letting me know, because then I immediately went and changed the subject line. But it's because I had that rapport that everyone looked at Liz Wilcox, then they saw write a compelling subject line. And they're like, Oh, Liz, (laughs) you know, but that's part of my brand personality is that sometimes I mess up the tech.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so good. So good. So forgive yourself. (laughs) If anyone who's messed up like that in the past, you're probably gonna mess yourself up again. And just, just keep moving forward as we kind of turn the corner, as we get ready to wrap up here, give people any top tips that you might have regarding email marketing.
1: With email, I just want you to ask yourself two things as you get started, because email can feel incredibly complicated and you might've listened to other podcasts and they might be talking about, you know, I mentioned the word sequence and funnel and tags and segments. And that's all a 2.0 strategy. That is not, you know, that's not until you get to get comfortable with email. I'm trying to move into 2.0, y'all. And that's where all the tech problems are coming, okay? But luckily, I I now have hired an automations expert. So you can always outsource later. But to get started, just ask yourself two questions. Number one, what would this look like if it was easy, right? Well, if it was easy, maybe i just go to a trade show and i do a giveaway for my number one seller, right? Something like that, right? And then sometimes it's not easy, right? I'm telling you all my tech issues today. (laughs) (laughs) And so I asked myself, what would this look like if it was fun? And between the two of those answers, I can usually come up with something that feels a little less heavy and something that will just get me going. And that is the key. That is the number one tip with email marketing is to just get
0: going nice just get going don't wait around don't wait till you have a list of a thousand or five thousand it doesn't matter if you have the right people on your email list you could still turn that into absolute gold so just get started Liz, thank you so much. If you want people to take take some action and, and reach out to you, I know you gave your website. One more time, give your website and anything else that you want to say about what you've got going on right now. You've got a lot of great things happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm an email marketer. I'd love for you to join my email list and learn more. So you, again, you can go directly to lizwilcox.com, hot pink button, it's going to give you that welcome sequence we talked about already laid out for you. You should be able to write it in 30 to 60 minutes, depending on your procrastination level. You're also (laughs) going to get three newsletter examples, one to show you how to get people to click on your emails, one to get people to reply to your emails, and one to get people to buy directly from your newsletter, plus those subject lines. You can also find me on social media. I'm most active on Instagram at the Liz Wilcox. I would love to answer any follow-up questions. I really, really love working with local businesses and people who sell physical products because it really is just that simple to get going and to stand out from the competition. So I'd love to hear from you.
0: Outstanding. And I'll drop links to all of that into the show notes. So click on that show notes button and reach out to Liz, connect with her. She is amazing. You're going to see how fun it is to, to be successful with email and because she makes it simple. She makes it common sense. Liz, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom. Really, really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. I can't wait to see what we all do with email.
0: Woo-hoo. Yes. so Thanks everybody for, for tuning in. That you now know that the email is the way to go. And please reach out to Liz and continue to come back here each week to Trade Show University. We will see you next time. Before you get into this episode of Trade Show University, many have asked me, is there an easier way to find the episodes and topics that I need? Now, there is, I am happy to launch our episode guide. It's like your curriculum for event success and ROI here at the university. Every episode easily searchable and sorted into 19 different categories like marketing, staffing, technology, tips, and tools. And if you're brand new, check out Trade Show Basics. All you have to do is visit trade slash episodes. That's trade show, the letter slash episodes.